Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Haley Cannon with me. Haley is a transformational breath facilitator, as well as being a musician, and she has studied both counseling and psychotherapy. Haley offers transformational breath practices online, which can also include personal coaching. And she has an interest in how unintegrated trauma can live inside our system if it goes unchecked. Haley is passionate about the work that she does, and she is my sister in law. I am thrilled to have her here with me today. Haley, can you please tell the listeners what brought you to this work? Hi, Becky. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, I didn't always imagine that I would do this work. I used to work full time in advertising in the city, a quite a stressful job. Um, and I did that for 15, probably more than 15 years, actually. Um, but I, I always had this feeling that there was something else that I'd like to explore. Um, I wanted to, I guess, serve people you know I always cared more about people and their their life and their mental health um, than any kind of you know corporate um, brands and so I started looking into counseling mm -hmm. and psychotherapy I thought oh maybe that's something I'd like to pursue and I studied counseling uh, at Birkbeck University in mm -hmm. London and I loved that I've, I found that absolutely fascinating um, and then I had a little pause, wasn't quite sure whether to continue, then went back to studying psychotherapy at Regent's University, beautiful, um, beautiful university actually in Regent's Park, it's lovely. Um, and that again was, I, I loved it, I found it fascinating, it was really enlightening, you know, in terms of just understanding your own life and emotions and feelings. But I always, I always had this niggle, Becky, which was, um, I guess I noticed myself when I've had counselling that there's only so far I could go with words. Mm. Don't get me wrong, like it was extremely helpful um, to have that support and be able to express yourself through language. Um, but I always felt like something was missing for me. Mm. Um, and at some point I, I discovered this, uh, well, I guess I stumbled across, I stumbled upon this concept of um, the body keeping trauma and storing trauma and I started reading up on it and looking into it and I just kind of realized that without working with the body as well as talking and, and working with the mind you're kind of missing a really crucial bit of the puzzle so I went on a bit of an exploration to find something that could access trauma in the body mm -hmm. and I stumbled upon transformational breath so I took Ben, my partner, your brother, <laughs> to um, a weekend of transformational breath. It was at this beautiful um, studio overlooking a field of horses and an orchard. It was just a gorgeous location. And I, I was just completely blown away by what happened. I think I had this expectation that you know, you have to be practicing meditation for 20 years and be like a Buddhist monk or something to get like any real, real benefits. And I just couldn't have been 
more wrong you know within one weekend I I had experiences that for me were completely extraordinary like states of honestly just complete bliss and peace and love and you know this was a a completely natural high um so it was just like a door had opened to this other world if you like and this other way of being and other way of living your life with access to that kind of peace and I thought this is just this is what I've been looking for so that's a long answer to your question so (laughs) it's a beautiful answer and I think anything that makes my brother sit or lie down for a weekend (laughs) must be pretty impressive (laughs) you know what he struggled Becky I don't think you'll mind me saying that um he was quite fidgety and uh, might have got up a few times but I think that's all part of the process you know yeah you come to this this therapy if you like in your own time um or, or at least you're supposed to whereas I dragged him to it but you know <laughs> nevertheless he got the benefits he did get some some massive benefits yeah and I love how accessible transformational breath is and it can cater to um as you say lots of different people on lots of different levels of their journeys and I really love what you're saying about integrating the body and the mind in you know this healing journey that we or a lot of us are on and that's something that I really try to get across in my practice because as you know um with sexology and relationship clients it's very much talking therapy but then I offer all these workshops and classes alongside which include all the body release and trauma work and breath work because I also believe that is such an integral part of um this transformational process transformational breath transformations I understand why they call that it now yeah absolutely it really is it's not an overclaim it's not just kind of bold language it, it really mm. does change people's lives it's, it's changed my lives and my clients lives so yeah mm. absolutely So can you tell the listeners what transformational breath is? Yes. So there's lots of different kinds of breath work. Transformational breath specifically is, it's a therapeutic system. So there's lots of different techniques that we use. The fundamental one is obviously the breath. And the breath technique is is very simple. So it's an open mouth breath, which can feel a little strange at first. Mm. And you breathe in and out in a continuous loop. So you try not to pause. You try to kind of eliminate any gaps. And again, that can feel really strange at first because we're not used to um, breathing in this flowing, continuous fashion. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of fundamental technique. And there are other things that we as facilitators would do as well if we were were working with you. So we have um, a whole map of acupressure points all over the body. And this just helps us access um, certain emotions and well, specifically trapped emotions, trapped um, traumas and negative emotions. So we can use acupressure to help release some of that um, as well as, you know, you using your breath. We also use sound and movement, Mm. um, which some clients love because they get to make a loud kind of ah noise and some people go for it. And they'll also kind of pound a pillow as well to (laughs) just release some of that stuck energy. Equally, some clients hate it and they feel embarrassed. And so, you know, with those people, I'll always 
um, we call it toning I'll always tone with them so I'll be there as well ah. <laughs> you know, I don't mind I quite like singing I don't mind singing so I'll join in at any opportunity um, you don't you don't mind singing I think that's understatement of the year <laughs> Hayley is a singer and she loves to sing <laughs> I do love to sing and it you know it's interesting having studied transformational breath now as well because I understand something about singing that I didn't used to know which mm. was um it it moves stuck energy it's sound is all well sound healing it's all part of the the transformation of breath process it moves that stuck energy so you yeah. know when you're singing it when you're singing in the shower you're actually you know you're helping to heal yourself <laughs> yes yeah, so transformation of breath it's a it's a breath technique it's a breath pattern we use acupressure we use sound we use movement um, and I'd, I'd say the final piece of the, the puzzle is positive affirmations. So we like to use language that speaks to your unconscious mind. So, you know, I might say to you, Becky, um, it's safe to, uh, let's think now, you know, it's safe to retreat, for example. So if you're someone who's busy, busy and doing, doing all the time, um, you know, I would speak to your subconscious mind and say it's safe to retreat. It's safe to pause. So we'll, we'll use some affirmations as well. Mm, I love that. And I'm going to follow on about your point about some people loving expressing themselves vocally and some people kind of shying away from that. And this is something that I've really noticed when I teach full body breath orgasm classes. So just for the listeners, for those of you who aren't sure what that is, it's a breathing practice um, where we breathe in and out through the mouth as well. And as we do that, we rock the hips and we rock the hips continuously and we breathe into the chakras, allowing energy, um, chi and prana to kind of flow through the body, allowing sensations to override the body and maybe creating this full body breath orgasm. Now, what I've noticed is when it gets to the throat chakra, um, I really advise people to open their mouths, let go and make some noise. And I know obviously a lot of people are practicing from the home and they feel a little bit insecure. Maybe the neighbors might hear or the, you know, the children are in bed or things like that. So, you know, I invite people to express themselves vocally as best they can and just notice what arises. I think in this culture, especially for women, but also for everyone, um, there's a lot of shame around firstly, not asking for what we want. And secondly, kind of shying away from embodying this pleasure. Um, maybe it makes people feel, uh, I can't think of a word, but um, makes it shame. Yeah. I think people just have such shame around expressing themselves their true yeah. selves yeah so how would it be to in that moment just soften and let go and make noise and whatever comes out comes out is this something that you've noticed in your practice with clients Hayley yeah absolutely and as you're talking it's bringing back this memory this memory from my training so um one of the lovely things about transformational breath is you can train all over the world. It's a global um, school. And I trained in Italy, London, um, Belfast, and you start to notice cultural differences mm. in people's breath, which I know that sounds a bit mad, but because we all have <laughs> the same respiratory system, we all have the same apparatus, but actually you can see real differences um, between people's breaths on an individual level of course but on a cultural level as well and 
to get back to your point about people expressing themselves or struggling to express themselves, I noticed a huge um, kind of cultural difference with London. So compared to the other places I trained, it was the London group that found it the hardest to allow sounds to kind of come out and to tone and to just, yeah, it, it was it was noticeable. And, and when you watch a, someone's breath, we call it reading the breath. When, when, when you watch a breath, you know, the optimum breath flows like a wave. So it starts deep in the belly and it flows up through the midsection, up into the chest and when you see people who are quite blocked around the throat and the the voice box you know the vo vocal cords that breath can get a bit stuck around their yeah. neck you'll see kind of muscle tension and tightness um, a big part of facilitating someone is that you use your fingertips as well to just feel for muscle tension um, and wow I mean in London people's shoulders were so tight and I have to say, like, I agree with you, Becky, like men and women, but it was the women that struck me the most as the most kind of blocked in this area. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's it's something that, you know, I'm not saying it's exclusive to Londoners, but it's something <laughs> that I've definitely seen in my work. Um, and it's something I can relate to personally. You know, there was a time where I found it hard to express my true self where the idea of singing on a stage, for example, or coming on a podcast would have been, you know, pure torture. So, you know, I think it's an ongoing journey, isn't it? We don't just suddenly wake up and we're able to express every sort of part of us, but we can with this work start to express a little bit more, a little bit more. And in the bedroom, that's essential because how can you, you know, how can you expect to have pleasurable satisfying sexual experiences if you can't say you know that feels good or that doesn't feel good it's 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 so foundational to be able to communicate yeah so I have um a little game that the listeners could try at home if you mm. are resonating with what we're saying if you are finding it hard to ask for what you want in and out of the bedroom um so I like to call this a three minute game and I invite you to set a timer just so you don't have to be thinking about the time and start it outside of the bedroom. And what you do is ask for what you want for those three minutes. And obviously your partner has to be consenting. So if there's something they don't feel comfortable with, then, you know, have that discussion before you set the timer. And you might ask for a foot rub, maybe a hair stroke, maybe a long extended cuddle. You know, it can be anything and it can be more than one thing. And when the timer goes off, you swap over. And this could be a really good practice to start bringing into your daily or even weekly routine because it will start to normalize it. It will start to normalize having this dialogue, practicing informed consent, and yeah, finding a way to bring this into your sexual relationships. Haley, if people are resonating with what we're talking about, is there a way they can do transformational breath at home to work on this throat? So the blocked throat chakra or um, to, yeah, soften the jaw, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think, I mean, just before I answer that, I think an important thing for me to say as a breath, as a breath coach, as a breath therapist, is that, um, you know, the body lets go of 
of tension and trauma in its own time. Um, we can hold the intention that we want to let go of kind of tension and sorry, we can hold the intention that we want <laughs> to let go of tension and trauma around the throat. But we have to be patient with ourselves. You know, there's a lot of conditioning, um, social conditioning around speaking our truth or rather not speaking our truth. And you, yeah, you have to be patient um, and it'll happen in its own time. But Yes, there are things you can do to directly kind of work with this area. So what I would ask a client to do is get into the rhythm of the breath technique. So they've got their mouth open. Just focus on really relaxing that jaw, which is difficult for some people. It's myself included. It's, a, it's quite tender around the jaw. So you can just massage these points around the jaw here. Some people use a little mouthpiece. I mean, I'm just going to show you show you this, Becky, and I'll just describe it to the, the listeners. It's just it's just a little circle, a bit like a dummy <laughs> yeah. in your mouth. And it just um, it just opens the mouth and helps you breathe. So, you know, all of this is helping to open the jaw, relax the jaw, um, open our line of communication. Right. Yeah. So they're doing the breath technique in and out, in and out, continuous loop. And then what I would do with them is work on some pressure points around the throat. Um, and obviously at the moment we're in the pandemic, so we can't really work with people in person. So I can just, you know, show you via Zoom all the different points all along the, the throat. And you can just gently press on these acupressure points and keep breathing. And the idea is that the breath combined with the pressure is going to help just release some of that like tension in the throat. And an affirmation that you can try is, it is safe to express all of my needs. So I think a lot of people feel very vulnerable when they start expressing their, their true feelings. So just affirm to yourself, it is safe to express all of my needs. Does that answer your question? Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And just for the listeners, Haley sometimes runs um, like week long online classes where you join in in the mornings. And I have um, participated in one of those before. And I really noticed by the end of the week that my jaw was softer. I found it much more easy to breathe in and out through the mouth. Um, so this stuff definitely, definitely works. Yeah. And so our life experiences get stored in the body. And that in turn has a negative effect on our breathing, right? So I'm wondering how this shame around sex and worries about sexual performance can have an effect on the breath. Yeah, okay. Good question. So <laughs> I think what, what I've observed and, you know, what I was trained to observe um, with people's breath is if there's any kind of shame or negativity around sex and sexual pleasure, you will see this in, in the flow of the breath, right? So there'll be um, a very shallow breath in the lower abdomen around the, the top of the pubic arch. Um, it will be shallow there. Um, and this corresponds with the kind of energetic blockages that are happening, happening down there. Um, so that would be one kind of clue that I might look out for in, in clients. Um, 
and also I think you can't talk about <laughs> you can't talk about sex without talking about anxiety around sex and what's really common because so many people suffer from anxiety in general but around the topic of sex as well is that the breath is quite uh, restricted in the midsection so you know just under your rib cage here where your diaphragm joins your your rib cage this is where we this is like the fear we call it the fear belt mm -hmm. um, so this is where a lot of anxiety and trauma can get quite stuck and blocked um, so yeah there's lots of different sort of clues in the breath but essentially we're always looking for areas of restriction because they show us an opportunity to kind of open the breath back up in that place. So if a listener is experiencing this, they can put their fingers on that fear belt and press. Is that one of the acupressure points as they breathe? Or is there somewhere else they should be pressing? Yeah, so if we're talking specifically about rewiring some of the negative conditioning around yeah. sexual pleasure, then there's a couple that I'd recommend. So. I'd start with just above the pubic arch, just in the center, just push. Um, you're not pushing on bone, you wanna go into the muscle. Um, and the affirmation for that would be, it is safe to be a sexual being. It is safe to be a sexual being. Um, and that's just gonna help start to get that energy flowing uh, down in that sort of root chakra there. I love that. Um, and then I think another one I'd I'd recommend is yes, Becky, on the on the fear belt. So I'm I'm demonstrating here, and I'll I'll put <laughs> some, I'll put some photos on my website for for the listeners to you know find these acupressure points. So you just run your fingers below the rib cage, and just come out to towards the sides and tuck under there and just go quite gently because the ribs are fragile. Don't, don't press on any bone. I don't want anyone <laughs> to sue me. <laughs> so just go into the muscle there. And um, on the left-hand side, you can say, or just say in your mind, you know, it is safe to receive pleasure and joy. The left side is always about receiving. It's, it's the kind of yin energy. So it's safe to receive pleasure and joy. And on the right side, the corresponding right side, you can say it is safe to express pleasure and joy because, you know, sometimes for some people, it's easier to receive. For some people, it's easy to express. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's nice to be able to get them into, into balance. Mm. And now you briefly mentioned this earlier and something that I feel very strongly about is um, being able to work with trauma in a client content free. So the type of psychotherapy in which I practice contemporary psychotherapy, as well as it being a talking therapy, um, we also use hypnopsychotherapy, so trance work and NLP techniques. And what I believe to be one of the most profound things about working in this way is the client doesn't need to tell me the traumatic event they went through. They can if they want to, if that helps them shred some of the um, blockages that they have linked to the trauma, then of course we can talk about that in a verbal way. But many people actually find it re-traumatizing to go through the event. It can be re-triggering and it can actually have very negative effects both on the mind and the body. So with me in sessions, if we were going to work on the trauma, we could do this by um, working in a content-free way by elicitate, elicitate, 
by elicitating these trance work. And yeah, I'm really interested in the way that this can be done in transformational breath as well. I absolutely love this question. And when you when you suggested that we might talk about this, I got really excited because this is ultimately what drew me to this work. Um, I, you know, I, I love language. I love writing. I love, I love reading. I love writing. <laughs> I studied English back in the day, but I recognize the limitations of what can be conveyed with words. And, and to your point, it's really difficult for some people to express in words. Um, they either can't quite find the words to capture what they've experienced, what they've, what they've gone through, or they just don't want to go there. And the thing I absolutely love about breath work and, and so many different bodywork practices is that you don't need to talk. You don't need to tell me, <laughs> your facilitator, why you're here. You don't need to. Um, you know, ultimately, it's not my business. Or, or if you want to talk about it, fine. But if you don't, it doesn't matter because I'm reading the breath. I can see where the energetic blockages are. I can feel where they are in the breath. Sometimes I can even hear where they are, you know, in, in the inhale or the exhale. Um, so you, you don't need to give me any more detail than that. I can see exactly where... Um, the body is, is, is struggling, you know, is blocked and has some energetic blockages. Um, and you don't need to tell me in words um, in order for us to release those blockages. We can just get to work on the body using the breath. And I've had experiences where I've breathed, you know, just myself at home or, or with someone facilitating me. And I've had huge emotional releases, you know, crying or just um, sometimes the body can kind of tremor and shake a little bit and that's a trauma release and I've had I've had all of that and sometimes I know exactly what I'm releasing you know I'll, I'll have a memory attached with it or you know a flashback to something something painful but often I honestly don't have a clue what it is that's being released and it, it doesn't matter the main thing is that it's out better out than <laughs> yes. it right you know and sometimes I think we can get a bit stuck in analyzing you know I'm someone that's got a bit of an overactive mind you know I can overthink myself into all sorts of situations and the, the refreshing thing about the breath is that we just park the mind we leave the mind at the door we just go into the body and I think the body's infinitely got more wisdom than the mind yeah I love that. I think it's so beautiful. And I really agree with what you're saying. Sometimes we don't need to know what's being released. Um, and I think that's really profound. So if someone is struggling with trauma or maybe sp specific sexual trauma, is there something they can do safely at home to work on this? Yeah, so lots of people have benefited, um, you know, releasing trauma associated with, associated with sexual abuse. So yeah, lots of people have benefited from transformational breath, you know, specifically re relating to releasing some of the, the sexual ab abuse. We say integrating actually, rather than releasing because, you know, you can never change the past and what has happened has happened, but you can make peace with it and you can find a more positive way to, relate to past experiences you know you can free yourself from their grip um, 
And yeah, so so breathwork is fantastic for this. I think my advice would be just pick your moment because it's this is a powerful therapy. And if you start breathing, especially if you start working on, you know, we talked about the pubic bone earlier um, and the acupressure points just along the muscle there. These are powerful points. So if you if you are drawn to exploring and going there just pick your moment you know don't do this at eight o'clock when you've got to be on a zoom call at nine (laughs) Um, don't do this if you're feeling quite isolated already you know as many of us are in lockdown Um, you know make sure you've got some support either a professional a breath worker a facilitator you know someone like you a therapist or just friends and family so just just pick your moment because you know, my experience of, of, of breath work is it works um, and it can work quite quickly. So um, don't be afraid of it. It's it's your friend. It's your tool. It will help you move forward in your life. But just, you know, use a bit of common sense. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important. And I say that to people after therapy. Try not to have therapy when you've got to jump back on a Zoom call after because we want some time to digest everything that's happened, allow it to settle. So normally when we pre-COVID, when we were just walking around and going to see our therapists and breath facilitators in real life, we would have maybe the walk home or the car drive home to digest. But now that people are working from home, we, in a way, some people are more packed because they don't have that transition time. And even though that's amazing because we have more time than we used to have, it also means that we might jump from something to another thing without allowing um, the residue to really settle in the body and the mind. So I think that's really great advice. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, I, I had a client recently who booked a zoom session with me and actually it was difficult for her to relax into it because her partner was in the next room you know so I'm asking her to let go and you know if she feels like she wants to cry cry if she feels like she wants to make a noise make a noise but you know it's let's face it like it's it's difficult to do that with um if you're feeling a bit self-conscious at home and I think you know all we can do is try and create a space for ourselves a little quiet corner of the house or you know make you can ask your partner to to go for a walk and get out the house um yeah you can just do what you can um and I think the thing I'm really looking forward to post lockdown and you know post covid is being able to work in groups again because you know I've I've spoken about feeling self-conscious when you're um, I guess letting go but actually the wonderful thing that happens in a group is that it actually spurs you on you know you hear other people around you they'll cry or they'll make a noise or they'll laugh you know whatever anything can happen and it actually makes you feel safer and like you want to you want to let go you know you're it's it's a funny thing it's a funny thing you can feel embarrassed one minute and then just totally free the next but you know there's no, there's no noise I haven't heard. <laughs> there's no, not, nothing really shocks me anymore in this work. And I just consider it a great privilege to be helping someone. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. And I think hearing other people making the same or different noises gives us permission to do yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's liberating. Yeah. It's liberating. And I think I said earlier, I always try to tone along with my clients, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, 
because it just it just helps it just helps get the energy moving yeah and before we round up um I also want us to discuss what blockages can be created from love and relationships so we've been speaking a lot about sexuality and I'm really keen to bring this back to relationships as well and how can these blockages maybe be overcome with transformational breath or how can they be helped yeah it's a great question yeah I think my experience with this is that you know there are many people that are quite blocked when it comes to receiving love and expressing love and that can be for loads of different reasons um you know maybe they've just got out of a relationship and they're still they're still grieving and and just need a bit of time um you know quite commonly low self-esteem can mean that it's hard to receive love you feel like you don't deserve it um and you know you you'll know this becky from your psychotherapy the way you're brought up can have a huge impact Mm -hmm. on how open your heart is you know if you came from a a family where people didn't really express love very much um then it's gonna feel a bit alien to you and so I would see this manifested manifested in the breath because that wave that we talked about um will get a bit stuck around the chest and there'll be less of a flow, perhaps quite a shallow flow of breath. Some people are pretty shut down there actually and the chest barely moves at all. Um, so yeah, I think to overcome that again, intention and mindset is, is, is powerful. So just, it's not gonna be overnight, but hold the intention just to open your heart. I say that sometimes it is pretty fast, you know, <laughs> it, comes to the, it comes to you just at the right time and the stars align, but, you know, be patient. Um, and then just bring your focus to the, the heart space and just try and imagine breathing into that space. There's affirmations you can try as well. So, you know, on the left side, um, just in the ribs here, so not on the bone, but on the muscle between. Yeah. You can just hold in here and say um, it's safe to receive love. And on the right hand side, you can say it's safe to express love. So, yeah, there's a lot you can do to start to let the love flow. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. It's been such a pleasure to have you here, Hayley. I have learned lots. Um, Can you please tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can join in with your offerings and things like that? Yeah, thank you, Becky. Thanks for having me. It's fun, fun to talk about it all. Um, they can find me on my website, which is Um, and on Instagram, HayleyCannonUK, and on Facebook as well, HayleyCannonUK. And yeah, you can come and connect with me there. Brilliant. And Hayley is offering online classes um, at the moment and keep your eyes peeled on all her socials and her website in case she adds those pressure point photos. That could be quite helpful for you guys at home if you're trying this. Yes, I will do. So I'll have a blog to follow up our chat today and I'll pop some photos in there as well so you can have a go at home yourself. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming, Hayley. Bye. Thank you.